1: back. As Liberty weeps, our forefathers spinning in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take
2: America back. And we're back for out number two, folks. National Intel Report. Richard Carey filling in for John Stadmiller. And this, once again, is... Wednesday, the second day of September 2020. I have my co-host for tonight, Paul Edward Stevenson, joining me. And in a few moments, I'd like to uh, play a a clip as a segue into a a bit of a discussion on the state of the economy before we officially open the phone lines. But uh, let's first take another caller uh paul who we have on the line here now uh, we have tony in virginia hello tony
3: good evening and gentlemen am i coming through
2: yeah loud and clear hello.
3: oh okay uh, yeah i know there's a delay on this uh network but anyway i just think this real quick because i really want to put this out here and it kind of ties up in what you're what he talked about with the violence in the street and handing the uh, election to trump uh and, you know, the, this whole BLM thing has really just been a diversion from the COVID, in my opinion. But the the latest uh, mantra that's been going around, you know, people try to refute this and say, you know, all lives matter. And their rebuttal for this is all lives don't matter until black lives matter, trying to justify the statement again. And I want to counter that. And I want to put this out there that black lives don't matter until all black lives matter. OK, so just like if you're you know, they're trying to get away from all lives matter You're either saying all lives matter or you're saying all lives don't matter, okay? Now, they're trying to slyly counter this with all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Well, you're falsely making that statement unless you believe all black lives matter. And that means that the biggest problem in your communities is the criminality and the violence itself. Yes, police brutality does take place, and it's wrong, and we need to address that whenever and wherever it takes place, whether it's with white or Asian or Hispanic. But I, I want to put that up, and I think people should ponder that, because uh, their rebuttal is a very weak one, and it's easy to counter. Thank you, gentlemen.
4: Yeah, good point. Thank you, mate.
3: Oh, all right, let me add one other thing, too. Because someone mentioned this in Rivero, not just the criminality and the shooting and the killing and everything that takes place in the community. Let's not forget the abortion as well. Oh, Which absolutely, uh, And yeah. uh, the Times in Florida called in with some astronomical number. But anyway, thank you, gentlemen, and please continue.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's spot on. I mean, you know, there I mean, anybody, you know, with any, uh, half a brain knows that these people are total hypocrites. You know, this is uh it's another Marxist organization masquerading with a mask of caring about black people in the same way that the climate change movement is another uh Marxist socialist uh you know, operation masquerading about caring about the climate. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't dupe your your average kind of social justice warrior, white liberal who's been through the indoctrination laboratories, previously known as uh, our universities. Um, but, you know, they, these are Marxist movements. So they are funded by, you know, the likes of George Soros and, uh, and mainly other Jewish Marxist groups. And, um... They don't care about black people. Instead of, you know, the media and black people who are participating in Black Lives Matter coming on and preaching to the rest of us about Black Lives Matter, perhaps they should go on, you know, inform their own communities because apparently they don't know because they keep killing themselves. It's not white people who are causing most of the black deaths. It's black youths. And because black youths particularly are massively overrepresented in crime, this is why that it's only common sense. To do, you know, like things over here were so controversial and it's seen as racist when you do stop and search, you're you're searching young black men for knives. Well, guess what? If 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 the stats show that the majority of knife crime is is perpetrated and committed by young black youths, what's the point in stopping white middle class women or Chinese people? You know.
2: Well, I heard someone else recently mention uh, pretty much the very same thing that when it comes to the police. they are inevitably going to base things on their own experience in the field uh, with their instincts and, you know, with who they're keeping an eye on for what. And th- th- that's just reality, you know, and, and th- there's no getting around that.
5: If
4: you want yeah, people to actually police yeah. and keep things safe. Yeah, exactly. You know, blame, blame if, if black people have got a grievance, they should blame the, you know, the, the young black youths who are giving the decent black people a bad name because that's what's causing it. Um, not the police. No, no, I mean, but of course, I mean the Israeli sort of training, you know, oh, some of
2: yeah. our police get. I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning that or any abuses uh, of power that a lot of police, um, you yeah, know, yeah, here yeah, and yeah. there. But I mean, the vast majority join the force, I think, to do good and and try to
4: do a good job. Of course, to do, and of course, of course, you know, it's not getting a huge amount of coverage that, you know, the. the um the George Floyd case, uh, Derek, uh, what's his name, Chauvin, is it? Is that his name? The the white guy who had his foot on his uh, his uh, knee on his neck, that is standard procedure, and in America, and and you know to to restrain someone. So he he wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. And and you're right, those tactics I think have come over from Israel. Um, we shouldn't be surprised. But um, that's an interesting case because at the end of the day, now that the truth has come out. This guy had enough fentanyl in the system to to kill a rhino, and they were following police procedure. And the whole police tape, or the, all you know, the, the the new body cams and information has come out. There's nothing in there to suggest that these guys are guilty of murder. No, not not chance. They should get off. You know.
2: Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. Say so, hey, we should probably play that clip uh, if we want to, you know, have ample time to uh, to discuss it after and take callers so uh, actually I'll just introduce it briefly before I have Mike uh, roll that and it was well I was originally reading as an article and I was going to to read it it seemed so uh, worth pointing out the information that I noticed that it actually is a a broadcast Uh, this economist does nice short concise uh, broadcasts so it's 10 say just under 11 minutes Long, And I th- think you will enjoy it, folks, just to put it in perspective, because a lot of people don't hear the details, but they hear the single greatest transfer of wealth in history and <laughs> that the rich are, are uh, benefiting more than ever during this lockdown. This is from uh, Wolf Richter uh, and the title, The Rich Got Richer During the Pandemic, Bailed Out by the Fed. How it happened and why it's bad for the economy. Over 30 million people lost their jobs while the wealth of Americans, America's 600 plus billionaires, ballooned by 434 billion, up to 3.4 trillion. So please, Mike, if you could play that.
6: Okay, the examples are all over the place. The wealth of Amazon's Jeff Bezos soared by $74 billion so far this year, according to Bloomberg. Mark Zuckerberg's wealth jumped by $20 billion so far this year. Elon Musk's by uh, $50 bucks. The wealth of Microsoft founder Bill Gates jumped by $8 bucks. Rob Walton, Jim Walton, and Alice Walton of the Walmart family, they saw their combined wealth jump by 14 billion bucks. Chairman and uh, CEO of mutual fund company Fidelity Investments, Abby Johnson, who owns nearly a quarter of the company, saw her wealth jump by uh, 11 billion bucks. The wealth of Google founders Larry Page and, and Sergey Brin each soared by 7 billion apiece and Oracle founder Larry Ellison's wealth by $5 billion. These are the wealth gains just this year. Between mid-March and mid-May, during the lockdowns, the wealth of America's 600-plus billionaires ballooned by $434 billion, according to a report by Americans for Tax Fairness, pushing the wealth of those 600-plus Americans to a combined $3.4 trillion with a T. And there's another layer of people who are not billionaires, but uh, have the wealth of $50 million or $200 million or or $600 million. And they saw their enormous wealth balloon too during the pandemic. And there are millions of people of lesser wealth that also rode on their coattails up to the boom of the financial markets. The richest 10% of American households own 84% of the value of stocks owned by all households, according to uh, Federal Reserve data. The remaining 90% of the households own 16% of the value of stocks, and the bottom half own nearly none. And that boom in the stock market, the bond market and other financial markets since mid-March happened because the Fed threw about $3 bucks at it in a short time with the specific purpose of uh, raising asset prices and making those folks whole so that they don't have any skin in the pandemic. Fed Chair Jerome Powell was asked directly at the FOMC press conference on July 29th about uh, the Fed's monetary policy's effect on on wealth inequality. The funny thing is, Powell denied that the Fed's monetary policies were responsible uh, for this wholesale bailout of the wealthiest Americans uh, that's causing an explosion of wealth inequality, but admitted out of the other side of his mouth, that the Fed's monetary policies have caused asset prices to surge, and that that was part of the goal of those purchases. I'm Wolf Richter, the publisher of WolfStreet.com, where we tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. You're listening to The Wolf Street Report. It's Sunday, August 16, 2020. It has been five months nearly to the day since we entered the pandemic economy. When Powell admitted that the Fed's nearly $3 bucks in asset purchases caused asset prices to increase, he said the goal was to, and I quote, restore functioning markets. As he put it, and, uh, which means markets where uh, prices are rising and markets where price discovery is not allowed to happen and markets where investors are spared any losses. What he admitted was, as he put it, we understand, accept, and affine with the fact that those asset purchases are also fostering a more accommodative stance of monetary policy, in other words, that they inflate asset prices as well as support macroeconomic outcomes. So, it's doing both, he said, and we've understood that for some time. He said that inequality is a serious economic problem for the United States And I agree with him on that. And uh, then he pointed his finger at some of the other guilty parties in that wealth and income inequality, including specifically globalization. And I agree with him on that, too. He said that wealth inequality has, I quote, underlying causes that are not related to monetary policy and to our response to the pandemic. That's what he said. And with uh, sort of a straight face, too. The federal government sent out stimulus checks to nearly everyone, and it sent out extra unemployment benefits of uh, 600 bucks a week uh, for the first, and for the first time ever, it, it provided unemployment insurance for gig workers. Hundreds of billions of dollars went to these people, and this money was highly welcome. And then, what did these people do with this money? Of course, they spent it. That was the purpose. And they spent it at Amazon, and they spent it at Walmart, and they bought computer equipment with it to get online from home, and they spent it on groceries, and they paid rent and made mortgage payments, etc. And this money was recycled and ended up in the pockets of the rich from Bezos to landlords. Take the purchase at the grocery stores. They uh, boomed during the pandemic. Last week, Albertsons Companies, which owns Albertsons, Safeway, and a number of other supermarket chains, reported a 53% increase in revenues in the quarter ended June 30th. In their prior updates, the, the company had pointed at the surge in grocery sales uh, during the pandemic, and, and the enthusiasm in the stock market driven by the Fed's $3 bucks in asset purchases And the surge in sales allowed the company to pull off its IPO in June after having had to scuttle it several times in prior years. The big beneficiaries of this IPO were the wealthy, namely folks in the consortium of private equity firms led by Cerberus Capital Management that owned the company. The company now has a market value of $7 billion. The pandemic was one of the best things that ever happened to Cerberus and the members of its consortium. Incidentally, uh, Albertsons had an IPO price of $16 a share, and on Friday it closed at $14.85, so not many people outside that consortium of PE firms made any money on it. And uh, the stimulus and unemployment money spent at these stores and at Walmart and at Amazon and elsewhere just drove up the wealth of the wealthiest after it had left the hands of the little people. In addition, there is the effect that people with high incomes were mostly able to hang on to their jobs and were working from home while many people in the lower paid service jobs lost their work. The poor lost their work and got poorer, the rich got richer, and the high-income earners kept their jobs, and their wealth was bailed out by the Fed. Inequality is a huge problem for an economy. The wealthy are already spending all the money they spend. The 600-plus American billionaires would have continued to spend roughly the same even if the markets were allowed to go their way without the $3 trillion bailout from the Fed. If the Fed had allowed asset prices to find their natural bottom, or wherever that may have been, and, and they were already on their way in March, and say across the board, these American billionaires would have lost half of their wealth, then wealth inequality would have been cut in half. But what happened instead is this, the guy with a low-paying job who lost a job got the stimulus money and unemployment benefits, and then he handed this money over to the rich, and this money didn't stay with him. It flowed to the asset holders. Uh, It flowed to capital. That's how the money flows, and it, it helped produce the corporate results that helped drive up asset prices. Bezos was the biggest beneficiary of them all. This inequality is a huge handicap for the economy going forward. An economy based on ballooning inequality cannot perform well. Inequality will get in the way of the recovery and and has a negative impact on future economic growth. This type of rampant inequality, where the richest asset holders get bailed out the most, can and does contribute to social resentment over those systematic inequalities. This social resentment rarely looks at the real causes of that inequality, a system that includes the Fed at its core. The Fed is depicted as savior and, and hero. And most Americans know nearly nothing about the Fed, other than that it exists in in some mysterious form. This system has become socialism for the rich, socializing the losses to the rest of the people and concentrating the gains, huge gains, even during the pandemic, with a relatively small number of people. This is not the way to have a thriving economy. This is the way to run an economy into the ground. What needs to happen? It's a return to an environment where the rich can lose the most because they have the most at stake. And when there is a pandemic or a financial panic that strikes the economy, the rich will lose the most. They'll still have plenty left over afterwards, and it needs to be allowed to happen without bailouts and market support. Anything else is socialism for the rich, and it's causing a lot of dysfunction in this economy. I'm Wolf Richter the guy who pulls and pushes on the strings at WolfStreet.com.
2: After the break, I I don't know my sound. Well, stick around, folks, and we'll be right back. We'd like to hear from you as well.
1: tired
5: People out like of the earth, can you hear me? Came a voice from the sky on
1: that magical night And in the colors of a thousand sunsets They traveled to the world on a slippery light
8: 18, oh, 18, game one by
2: Park, Richard Carey filling in for John Stadmiller, and I'm here with my co host for today, Paul Edward Stevenson, uh, broadcasting from over in London. And Paul, uh, so yeah, I sent you that as well, and you had a good listen. Uh, what What is your response? I know you keep up with the economy as well.
4: Yeah, that's what's going on. It's uh the biggest wealth transfer in human history. Uh it's a it's just day, literally daylight robbery. It's it's allowed to happen because of, you know, the corruption and government favours and politicians been been in the pockets of of uh, uh you know uh Wall Street and of course the Federal Reserve which is is basically just completely destroying America. Um and it's as he said it's um it's socialism for the rich. It's the privatization of profits and the socialization of losses, and and then the you know the, the Federal Reserve prints up well it doesn't even print it up it just puts it you know creates it on a computer, and it just goes into the stock market. Now there's like I think probably ten percent of that money has gone out to to the American people uh, in stimulus checks and everything else, and that in itself is a bribe too, I believe, and to, for you know to to bring socialism in and the rest of the money is going into the stock market, and the S&P 500, for example, is at all-time record highs. But that is largely propped up by, you know, a handful of tech companies, as that video alluded to as well. Uh, shutting the economy or shutting the economy down and, and making people work from home would have sent sent those. Uh, you know, even even the 10 percent uh, of the bailouts that went to people, a lot of that would go into the, the companies he mentioned for, like, you know, computers to work from home for extra software, Apple, Microsoft. Um, uh, so and, and of course, the reason I say it's a bribe is because the election's going to come down to do people want freedom or do they want free stuff? And. This is that's why I said earlier about the, the, the insanity of their aggression with the Black Lives Matter movement, because it just it gets out of control, because they had it in the bag. They had conditioned people to be getting used to money. I mean, people were getting $600 a week checks you know, for sitting at home earning more money, or not earning more money, but getting more currency you know, sitting at home than they were at work. And once you get used to that and you get dependent on that, you just want to keep that coming in. Uh, so they, I believe, and maybe they still will, maybe that'll override things. It'll vote on the Democrats who are, you know, promising, you know, the magic money tree and to keep the money, the money printer going. Um, but yeah, it's a total scandal. It, it's just mass theft. It's a mass looting operation. And it's, you know, it's basically just destroying Main Street. It's destroying... um Jobs, uh, livelihoods, the futures of people and their children, maybe even their grandchildren, before this could all gets rebuilt. And meanwhile, as I say, they're just they're just robbing uh, robbing everybody, and that money's just been pumped up into the the stock market, and they are getting richer beyond their wildest dreams. I mean, you know, Elon Musk. I mean, Tesla's stock is a total bubble. I mean, there's no justification for. I mean, he's not on his own, but you know, Tesla his stock has just gone through the roof today. It was like Tesla shares have risen about 80% since the company's August 11th stock split. And it, it says that uh, Tesla said it planned to raise up to $5 billion through stock offerings from time to time as the electric vehicle maker, which has enjoyed a surging share price, makes another investment push. So, you know, Elon Musk is just bagging and, you know, taking $5 billion out of the, you know, and, and putting that in the bank, thank you very much, because he's going to sell off, sell the shares. So... um what, what, what can you say? Um, it's, uh, the, the Federal Reserve is, is, is the head of the snake in all of this. And, you know, it, the elephant in the room is just so big, most people just cannot see it. Uh, most people just cannot comprehend that this has taken place. But I can assure you Martin Luther back in the day warned about this in his day. Usury and repaying, mass theft. That's what's going on by Jewish central banks. They always do the same thing, and uh, they're doing the same thing as they've always done. And they have bought all our you know, the politicians. They, 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 they own both parties. And um, you know we're, we're experiencing the same thing over here on, a, on, a, on a maybe a slightly less scale, but we've got less people over here. But we now have a national debt here of $2 trillion, and uh, it'll be the taxpayer who will suffer uh, at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a genuine tragedy. It really is. I don't know what else to say, and um, it's horrible. And I think that ignorance, you know, in many ways allows it to, um, you know, to prevail. And um, But this is what I meant when I talk about, you know, there not been a huge difference between um, – you know the, the the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, you know, they're arguing at the minute about whether you know the Republicans are saying whether they should you know have another stimulus of one trillion, and the Democrats want three trillion. They'll probably end up settling on two trillion. Um, but any real Republican uh, party or president would not have resided and presided over these bailouts in the first place. You know, right. it, it, Trump Trump right. is he, he trumps a rhino. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's I I I know people love trump and i get it i get it he, he's, he's he's some sort of relief from the this woke obsession these marxists but economically he's not a free market capitalist obviously
2: we have two callers on the line stick around we'll get to you right after the break call in folks You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the Energy Planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there. And when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today.
7: The newspaper? Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey,
0: this is a national newspaper. It has to be true.
7: Ha! For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union?
0: No, not that I can see.
7: I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com. Where truth is more important than political correctness, that's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move
0: over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart heartthrob and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with
5: ExtendoVite.
0: To the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.
2: Richard Kerr, pulling in for John Stadman here with Paul Watson and Paul. I have two calls on the line here for us. Let's first go to Andy in Texas. Hello, you're on the line. On the air.
10: Hey, I appreciate your call. will be very brief. You got two phone calls. The conversation is interesting, but I just want to leave this with a lot of people. I think the world needs to actually hear this. Think about this. NASA or whoever it is that flies to Mars, they find bacteria on that planet, and they call it life. But here on planet Earth, we can't even figure out if a heartbeat is life. That's amazing. I, I, that's all I got to say, y'all. I mean, maybe I can get some kickback on that. I'll listen out there.
2: Have a good night.
4: Yeah. Good night. Paul. Did comment, Paul. Uh, I, I don't really know what to say, really. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just an insight that, that the gentleman has. Uh. Well, he, he said that there's life on, on, on planets, but what was the second part? Well, I,
2: I think my connection sort really of broke sure. up
4: there a little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, he was just asking for feedback. I guess we don't have too much, but perhaps the listeners can ponder. Uh, let's go to Bruce in Texas. Hello, Bruce. You're on the air.
11: Hey, uh, hello, gentlemen. Good show so far.
2: Thank, thank you, you thank Bruce. you. What's on your yeah?
11: What's on your mind? Yeah, on that uh, on that clip you played at a Wall Street report, um, and then Paul hit, touched on Trump and him being a rhino. Uh, I'm sure you've probably heard it. And I hope most of the listeners have heard it. This interview with a uh, it was in the '90s with one of the bankers that bailed out Donald Trump when he had problems with his properties and his casinos, and he said, "We decided that." Donald Trump was worth more to us alive than dead, you know, figuratively speak. And uh, and so what what's been going on with his aid to Israel and and all his pandering to the Israeli lobby and then for, to his uh, to this bailout that that moved all this money to the to the upper the upper crust. Uh, I think they're just calling in his debt. And uh, and that's where they they got him by a
4: short leash, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And uh, you're right. I mean, you know, they they, they bailed him out. And uh, yeah, I, I know that quote. I've heard that as well. You know, he's worth more to us than, than uh, alive and dead. So um, and also, I think, you know, I I think I think Trump is, you know, when you had someone like Obama, you know, Obama is like, you know, just he's a he's a total you know establishment guy total globalist guy total mouthpiece for for the bankers and everything else i think trump to some extent i think he's compromised and you know and i think they've got him over a barrel really and uh um and also i think a lot of trump's problems are actually maybe you know ignorance i don't think he's a stupid guy i just don't think he actually even knows very much about what really what free market capitalism is he, he's a big debt guy he, he runs his businesses in that way you know if you could borrow lots of money you know low interest rates are you know are trump's thing although with that said you know he criticized uh the fed and paul before he was elected for their low interest uh, low interest rates and then and then criticized them whenever they when he suggested even remotely reducing or increasing them so there was an inconsistency there um but yeah uh He's definitely a Republican in name only. I mean, I think probably there's only, you know, you've probably got Rand Paul and and a couple of others in there. But, you know, they all voted for these stimulus packages. A proper Republican Party who, you know, affirms free market capitalism. You don't do that. That is socialism. You don't bail out anybody. If they're failing, they fail. That's how the market works. And then those companies can be restructured and they can be run more efficiently. Efficiently. This is just like, as I say, it's as the gentleman in the clip said, it's um, um, it's welfare. It's you know socialism for the rich. You have the privatization of profits and the socialization of losses, and it's a club that gets looked after, and everybody else gets a few crumbs. And uh, and the dominoes haven't really even you know fallen properly yet, but this is going to be a disaster. And if the if the dollar collapses, you guys over there are really going to suffer. Uh, but you know, it's going to be. All, you know it 's going to be a global thing because if the dollar collapses, you know all the Western nations and their currencies will will really struggle and uh, there will be some kind of countries will actually do well of it because the world reserve currency being the dollar is a burden for a lot of countries so some countries will 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 be relieved um, but I hope we end up going back in the gold standard that's that 's what I hope because this is this whole fiat currency thing has been a disaster and it 's just it 's just underpinned. Uh, and and uh, allowed and facilitated this this robbery and mass theft to uh, be perpetrated. And um, you know it, it's too late now. Anyway, they've they've done it.
11: Yeah, uh, Soros made his fortune uh, crashing uh, crashing currencies and uh, positioning himself to profit. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, we can go to the gold standard, but who will own all the gold when that happens? The people well, who have well, the they, money and, and the researchers and the supercomputers. The they
4: take, yeah, out exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they take, they, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the As far as the, the, the
11: stimulus package, um, when you have that many people out of work and their bills are coming due, uh, the last resort is to uh, max out your credit cards. And I was, I'm wondering if that move, the stimulus was to protect the banks from a from Massive uh, overcharging and defaulting on credit card uh, loans. What do you think?
4: Well, personally speaking, I think uh, you know I don't really, I don't have credit cards, but if I had credit cards, any money I'd have at the minute, I will be I would be maxing out. I mean, I, I don't mean to be like you know I'm a Christian. I don't mean to be you know giving advice that might sound you know not particularly wholesome, but you know let's face it, the banks and the creditors are going to suffer um because people are going to default in those loans uh you know already barclays over here have set aside something like 1.6 billion their stock dropped by about i think 20 percent at one point maybe not that drastic but they did a big drop in their stock market i think about six weeks ago or maybe a month ago after they announced they put aside 1.6 billion uh to cover losses you know and defaults and loans and stuff so if they don't survive it's the creditors Uh, It's the creditors who are going to suffer because there's going to be mass defaults and those people are going to go under. I expect to see some major banks go under uh, banks that were maybe bailed out the last time, which are not going to get bailed out this time. And, you know, uh, if it was me, anything I had, I would be buying gold and silver and anything food that's actually worth something. And I'd be worrying about that debt later because that debt is probably going to be they're going to inflate the debt away. So what you know, it's so what does it matter in 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 you know in those terms? So because um, they're going to suffer that debt, probably not going to be there in eighteen months. <laughs> Maybe listen, the credit card companies aren't going to be there.
5: Listen,
2: Bruce, we appreciate your call. Uh, we have a couple other calls to get to, but sure. but but thank you. Have a great night. Let's go to Ed in Utah. Hello, sir. Ed in Utah. <coughs>
10: Yes, uh, very good show tonight. I do have a few things. Um, uh, You guys were talking about the COVID, uh, and you're also talking about the riots. And that's interesting because it is, uh, they are related. Um, Just to let you know, with the CDC admitting their new report there uh, on Sunday, carried by WGN Chicago, that uh, that, uh, only 9,000 died of COVID alone. Um, What a criminal admission. Uh, John Rappaport, and I know both of you gentlemen know him, know of him. John Rappaport, former CBS reporter, um, on his website last May in the nomorefakenews.com, he said as much. He said he would doubt if it was more than 10% that died of COVID alone, and even those deaths would have to be looked at, and they were people with compromised immune systems. So yeah. when you look at that, this admission should tear everything apart. Uh, forget all this stupid social distancing, uh, all the fretting over the schools opening. Just like John Rappaport said, <clears throat> the bars and grills of America need to be packed from cheek to jowl, starting not now but right now. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so my point is this. Um, People in, close to me made a brilliant observation when the riots were breaking out, Mr. Peterson, uh, back in uh, the end of May, uh, that the the COVID in March was the face punch. The riots were the gut punch. And both are what? Destructive. Destructive. Uh, the unions used to do something called work slowdowns. Well, that's what 50% capacity in restaurants and, and barbershops and what have you are closed outright. That Stoppage and slowdown equals a total, uh, uh, in total, uh, in the aggregate, uh, of a loss of work, uh, loss of business, etc. aimed at the middle class, middle, and uh, lower medium businesses in America, like you guys made the point earlier that the corporate chieftains made out like bandits, Bezos, and all the rest of them. So this is a takedown of America, of the UK, of the Western world, primarily, um, so, uh, again, there, it's a symbiotic uh, deal where uh, the gut punch came after they needed city destruction and needed left-wing action. And um, uh, about Trump, uh, yes, he has compromised to a large extent, but he's also a loose cannon. And he also does pose a threat to them, because it's not all political theater by the controlled media to get rid of him or to have stopped him uh, four years ago, because they don't trust him. Because I remember this, you can look it up. In December of fifteen, uh, I said, "There's my man." I mean, if I had any doubts about supporting him, it's when the Republican Jewish Congress, December fifteen, booed him off the stage, and he said to them, he shouted back, "He said the reason you hate me is I won't take your money."
4: And yeah, so I mean Trump's t- uh, yeah, not Trump's, a... yeah. Hmm? yeah, yeah, No, listen, you Remember I, that? You know, I, yeah, Trump's not all bad. That's why I was I was saying, you know, it's like. Listen. Who you going to if you if you got a choice between Joe Biden and those you know yeah. Democrats? You know, of course, you're going to vote for Trump. I you know, I'm just saying from a monetary point of view. And I I think it's because maybe the way he runs his business as well. He thinks that low interest rates perhaps are a good thing, a good way to go. And I don't think he really understands free market capitalism. But, you know, in terms of, you know, being a genuine republic, he's definitely a republican name only, but he's way better. And I think, you know, he's he's been a reprieve in many ways. He's pushed back on the uh, domestic Bolshevik uh, operation there. But there's not just like you said, I mean, there's been a fifth column. In the West for a long time now, and this is the this is the fruits of it. They are destroying uh, the Western nations, and they they and, and a century since the Federal Reserve got in there in in, in, in the United States, they have just destroyed that. They've destroyed your nation. Well, listen,
2: Ed, we yes, have uh, yes. two two more callers. Uh, did you have a final thought, please, sir?
4: Well,
10: just in sum, you guys are really carrying the day here. Uh, this is some really good commentary. But yes, I agree with Mister Peterson. This is a takedown of America and the U.K. Ste- and, Stevenson. Uh, but
4: Stevenson's I, my name.
10: <laughs> well, Stevenson, oh. I can't silly about that. <laughs> Mr. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, that's all yeah, right. It, uh, I want people to see it as, a, as, like I said, the face punch, gut punch. They are related, financed by the same people. Some might be the Trotskyite wing and the others pushing the street uh, hoodlums or the, or the Marxist wing uh, led by Soros. So we're up against it, but look at the bikers going face-to-face in Sacramento with some of the Antifa trash and the BLM trash. And uh, this could still spell a race war yet, a genuine one, because so many blacks are taken in by this. We'll see if Mr. Trump can actually peel off 15 to 20% of the black vote. That would be historic, and that could show a true turnaround that's yet to be seen.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to top. Thank you. Have a great one. Uh, and let's go to Tom in Utah. Hello, Tom.
5: Hi. Earlier today on Mike Rivera's show, they discussed the fact that, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember the legislator who went and got her hair cut, her hair done, without a mask. Do you remember who that was? Was that Elizabeth Warren, or who was that?
4: No, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the, uh, the Chicago mayor, isn't it? Um, the, oh, uh, the black, the black lady. Was- yeah, Lightfoot, White. that's it. Yeah yeah, 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 that's her. Yeah, uh, Lori Lightfoot.
5: Yeah. No, there was another one. There. She's one of the key players in the Congress.
4: Oh, I know the one. Yeah, the the, the woman in Minnesota was it the Minnesota uh, mayor? Um, what's her name? Um, not not Minnesota. I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, but it's.
5: Uh, well, the reason I she... point that out is the elite know the facts that this stuff is not contractable through casual contact. Or even being in the space. Absolutely. The, 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 sad, the sad thing is, this whole fiasco has been based upon the fraud. Our willingness to be, uh, how to say, led with a by the ring in our nose to the slaughterhouse.
12: And these That's people, it.
5: they know, they know the mask is a joke in the first place and uh, that that event or that was on the news early well on <coughs> Rivera's early was an indication the insiders they know that you can't ca- contact this or this virus from just being in space same space with people or even touching them unless they're bloody and you know fussy,
4: yeah, absolutely, so of it, course they know
5: yeah. See, and it drives me crazy since I worked in that field. Even, even Judy Mekovich and the others have not came out with the total facts. And they daren't because if they do, they're going to bring all, all hell on them. But all I can yeah. tell you is, it's not it's not contractable from touch or casual contact.
4: And and for the majority of people, you know, who even get the virus or whatever, you know, it does them no harm. You know, it's people who are really old and people with already compromised immune systems and who already suffer from, you know, quite severe um, other secondary conditions. And, um, you know, the CDC pointed out that, you know, I think some like for the other 96 percent or 94 percent of recorded deaths from COVID on average, they suffer from 2.6 percent, you know, 2.6, you know, other pre-existing serious conditions. So, well,
2: we uh, appreciate we appreciate your call, Tom. Here we have to move on to the, the next caller, well, David. I... In yes, uh, sorry, sir, we're just almost out of time here. David in New York. Hello, David. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, yeah, if if we can't can't get past uh, simple reading comprehension on this CDC uh report that they put out a weekly report with comorbidities they do this for the flu as well there's all kinds of comorbidities it doesn't and it, and clearly comorbidities is is something that many times is something people can live with and then they uh they also had covid-19 and they have attributed the deaths to covid-19
1: this
2: this is not the fraud that people are saying i hear people saying these Ludicrous things Because of reading comprehension problems here. Listen, six percent only listed as COVID nineteen, but the others also were found to have COVID nineteen. All right, David. Yeah, but
4: that doesn't mean that COVID nineteen killed them. To point.
8: That's very true. All right. Well, thank you, David. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right thirty years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxy-silver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxy-silver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful, loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxy-silver through HealthyWorldStore.com.
13: Hey, gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food conscious people. So why not check out the kosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the kosher-certified app can make a huge difference for your future.
2: Back, folks, for the final segment. Richard Carey filling in for John Stadmiller with my co host for today, Paul Edward Stevenson. And you can check out uh, Paul alongside myself on Mondays on my show Beyond the Official Narrative. Uh, that's at 12 noon central time. And also, Paul does a show on Revision Media called Revelation. And those are available in archive uh, as well. Paul, uh, with the last few minutes left, uh, what, what else did you want to mention to uh, assess where we're at, you know, as autumn begins here, between uh, the UK and the United States?
4: Well, I think, I think, you know, people are starting to, the information is starting to get out there uh, that this uh, COVID-19 thing has been massively overhyped. Um, there, you know, understanding and are are starting to experience the the economic fallouts of it and uh that needs to continue and uh my only i I, you know i just my my only uh concern i suppose is that economically now you know those jobs are a lot of those jobs are gone uh the you know, the, the wealth transfer is well underway and it's it's irre- irreversible now. Um, just like, you can, you know, you can't get those jobs back. A lot of those companies are out of business. Um, so there's been a lot of damage done and um, it happened very quickly, didn't it? I mean, this whole thing, people just get into mass hysteria and boom. I mean, lives have been changed now, you know, for a lot of people permanently and not for the better. Uh, I think it's also a shame that the narrative is to blame capitalism for this, this kind of crony capitalism. It's actually, you know, this whole system of Keynesian economics and this socialization of uh, or you know, socialism for, for the rich and what's happening with pumping up the stock market. This, this is blamed on capitalism. So capitalism's really got a black eye from all of this. And this wealth inequality is blamed on capitalism when it's not genuine free market capitalism. It's you can call it what you want, crony capitalism, corporatism, uh, whatever. But um, this is the type of narrative that will, will put somebody like Joe Biden in, in the White House. And uh, you, you, what you're going to be looking at is, you know, severe socialism for the problem of socialism. I mean, it's Universal. insanity.
2: And universal basic income is just going to make things worse,
4: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just just socialism generally, and you know, will will destroy uh, right. and it'll just cause just cause inc- intense misery. And um, it's amazing the the founding fathers of, of the United States must be turning in their graves right now, you know.
2: Absolutely, I mean, but at the same time. It's not justified that we have any homeless or unemployed in the nation. So as much as I'm saying that something that disincentivizes is a bad thing, we don't want to go communist, but we we certainly need to take care of our own first. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. It's It's been a great, great chat. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to everyone. Support RBN. Please, folks, we're the last beacon of hope. To keep free speech alive. Have a great night. Cheers.
5: We must take America back. We need prayer in schools. And more things made in USA.
1: It's the least we can do for the red, white, and blue.
10: We must take America
1: back. We must
5: take America
0: Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heartthrob and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with
5: ExtendoVite. This is R.B.N., The
2: Republic Broadcasting Network.